I'm Heather. And I'm Tom. Welcome to ShareSmart TV. This is the show that breaks down the impact of digital media on news, pop culture, and the world around you. And ShareSmart TV is a show streamed to Facebook Live every Tuesday, Thursday at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yes, and one of the most important parts of this show, we're a new show, we're still building our audience, we're still helping you guys understand what it is that we're doing here. And a big part of that is the conversation and the dialogue. We're doing this live specifically so that we can get your feedback and your input in real time. So adding in those comments, asking questions, contributing, and helping to direct the conversation are all hugely important things. Highly encouraged. And highly encouraged. So throughout the next 50 or so minutes to an hour, um, we encourage you to participate as much as you want and offer as much as you want to contribute. Yes. And today we are talking about a very sensitive subject, I think. Um, <laughs> yes, we are. In my past year and a half of trying to share Spark as many people as I can and helping them understand how they can use digital media to achieve meaningful goals, I think the most common hesitation that I've gotten is privacy. People are people feel like they have to give up their privacy in order to participate in using digital media and in consuming digital media and uh, what say you Tom okay so privacy this is this is a huge issue and it's a huge it is like you just said a massive barrier to yes. someone who who is interested or considering or just sort of curious about the idea of what it takes to participate in a digital world and it's really weird coming from me because I have a vlog where I put it all out there so and I've always been more <laughs> reserved so I'm like I, but I've always been more reserved, but with going like, man, that looks like fun over there. Like, I wish <laughs> I could participate in that party, but kind of being scared of like, hey, what's the deal? So hopefully that I can, I can kind of offer like a relatable perspective in that regard in some way. Mm -hmm. um, do you know we have a special guest tonight? I did not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> So, talking about privacy, I, I like... What is this? <laughs> this is my friend. This is um, my friend. Yeah, his name is Phantom. Um, mm -hmm. No, when we're talking about privacy, I wanted to... It's such a big term, and it's such a broad term. I wanted to find a concrete, identifiable example of a privacy concern. And right here in 2017, these guys in all shapes and sizes and brands and purposes represent massive privacy concerns and massive, you know, opportunities for digital literacy uh, engagement. Yeah, see, you know, okay, so for me, I, I don't know if it's because I don't know that many droners, is that what you guys call yourselves? If you're a drone owner or a droner, I guess so. Droner. Um, I, I, I probably only know one person and he's a sixth grader, so he's like not flying this, you know, that much. Uh, and I haven't seen that many actually. So I don't, I don't know, like I haven't, this is a completely different world for me. I, and I feel fine with them. So here's, here's the reason that I wanted to use these as an example. There's, there's a story that's relevant because we Well, wanna... how long have you been flying drones? I've been flying drones for about three years. Okay. Um, and I, and... And initially, I mean, three years in drone terms is like an eternity. And so initially when they first came out, when they were way more dangerous, so you could just fly them into anything. And now they have all these sensors where they're like, they're pretty foolproof when you're flying them. Okay. But uh, 
But um, as time went on and people started to see what they could do, these massive privacy concerns took over. Right. I remember that, like, you're flying over my backyard, you're flying... Right. Um, and then there was, like, that one drone that had crashed over people. Yeah, I mean, there's safety concerns and there's there are privacy concerns, and it, it gets a little muddy, and what I have found personally is the reaction is almost evenly 50-50 split. Interesting. So if you're out flying your drone, you get kind of hesitant because you're like, I want to fly this thing. I know I'm allowed to fly it here, but I know when someone walks up to me, there's a 50% chance that they're going to be like, what drone is that? How does it work? Can I see? And there's going to be a 50% chance that they're like, get away from here. You're not allowed to be here. And they're going to cite some laws that may or may not exist. That's so interesting. It's kind of similar to people's reaction when they see my vlogging rig. Right. Like when I walk around, I would say it's half. Like people either laugh at me, mock me, um, but it's also... (laughs) And then the other half are like, wow, that's really cool. What are you doing? What is this for? Right. But for but no one's ever been like, oh my gosh, you, you like don't have me in it. But that's because it's, the camera's like facing me. Now this is a completely different thing because, you know, you're potentially filming them. Right. Um, and people don't understand them, and they and they forget that there's a human being on the other side of it. These are not like robots. I mean, you can program flight paths, but they're real. They're not. You know, they don't have minds of their own. And so it gets so messy, and what I wanted to do was understand that better because, like, literally I didn't understand the literacy behind it. Mm-hmm. And so this last summer, um, I got my commercial drone license through the FAA, like the legit, you have to go take your test and you're a, a commercial drone pilot. Mm-hmm. And part of that was because I needed to use drones commercially for work, and I wanted to do it for fun, too. But also because, like, I just didn't understand. And people show up and they they give you these rules and you're like, that doesn't sound like a law, but it could be a law. Like, what's the deal? And I wanted to understand for myself. So I went and got that. And that was, like, that whole experience was so beneficial and so educational that um, that it, I, I learned a lot. And it taught me a lot about the privacy concerns and where they're founded and where they're not founded with drones. Interesting. So a good example of that, I guess, would be um, you know, there, there, if you watch, if you watch a lot of vlogs, having a drone is like, if you did like the vlogger starter pack, yeah, like having a drone drone is kind of part of that, but you see people, especially in places like New York or LA where they're just flying them, you know, like in between buildings and over landmarks and stuff. And all I think of is like, this is the most beautiful, super legal shot I've seen because... (sighs) You're not, like, those, like, there are so many restrictions, and you have to know when you can and can't fly, and based on the weather, and based on your so location. So, is there, you said that you have a license to yes. fly this thing. Is there, do you, when you buy this, do they check whether you have a license or not? No, anybody can buy it. Um, if they're, for a while, the FAA was saying if they're over half a pound and under 55 pounds, you had to register with them, but just a few months ago, that went away, because people were like... The definition of what these are, some of them are pre-packaged, pre-produced, some are homemade. It just, it got really messy. Got it. But essentially, if you want to use any of your drone footage for a commercial purpose, Mm -hmm. even if you're like, hey, Tom, I'll give you a Coke if you, like, film some drone footage for me. I just did a commercial transaction. So technically, I would need that. If I put it on my YouTube channel, then I monetize the video. That would need a license. But what it also helps you do is understand the privacy concerns because... These are fantastic tools, but they're misunderstood. And so people get really scared around them and really skittish around them, and that can be a bad thing. So take, for example, Canada. No offense, Canada. <laughs> uh, Canada, there, there are so many restrictions, 
in the country of Canada for drones. For drone laws. Basically, you, you essentially can't fly a drone in Canada. You can't fly them within five miles of an airport. Pretty standard. Can't fly them within five miles of a helipad. Basically, every skyscraper has a helipad on the top. So you can't fly them like in a city and around a city. You can't fly them over people. You can't fly them over locations where there might be animals. Which is like all of Canada. Yeah, the Canadian wilderness is teeming with wildlife. That's kind of why people are drawn to it. Right. And so almost any drone shots you see taken in Canada are likely illegal because the technology was just misunderstood and then restricted. Interesting. And, and a lot of it comes from safety concerns, which are, you know, there's a lot of, these are, even these small ones are still kind of heavy. If it falls out of the sky, it can do some damage. But that, that's an educational issue. A lot of the privacy issues where people think, like, you're just going to look at my window and do these things. It's like, well, let's talk about that. Okay, so let's talk about this because I, I actually debated whether to get a drone. I decided to get my booster board instead. But explain to people who have never, like, known a droner or they're scared of drones, what do you do with this footage as a droner yourself? So, yeah. What are you trying to capture? So, essentially, you know, five years ago it was just, like, the only time you could get aerial footage was if you could afford a helicopter. And then suddenly these came out and anybody, you know, with $1,000 could get these crazy aerial shots. And that was just like, just seeing that was enough. Just having a montage of aerial shots was like amazing. But then it got overdone. Yeah. And then now they've found their way into being tools. So, okay. you know, I mean, think of a realtor. Like you want to you sell a house, you want to sell a property, um, you're going to... You know, you can take all these photos of it, but being able to get an aerial shot that shows the house and the yard and the neighborhood is really, like, hugely beneficial. But that also might mean that the neighboring house, maybe some of their backyard is going to be in that photo. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and, and they can also just be storytelling tools. Like, that's... Yeah. They're are tools to be used, but they're not tools, you know, just because you have a really nice circular saw in your garage doesn't mean every time you need to, like, hang a picture, you're like, gotta get out the circular saw and right. use it. Like, right. Every tool has its place, every tool has its function, uh -huh. and these are the same thing. And the responsible usage of them and people not just getting licenses for commercial purposes, but people getting licensed so that they understand the safety behind them, that's going to help them stick around to be used as tools, it's going to help the technology develop, and it's going to help people better understand what they are and aren't for. And yeah, 100%, there are always going to be people who are going to misuse them, but that's true for literally anything. Right. And the reason why we're bringing this up is because I saw a story about a new pocket-sized drone. Yeah, so you're saying, like, you were thinking of getting a drone, and, like, this is big. Like, this is... This, this is, is like a... Yeah. This is, my, this is bigger like than... Like, you need training. Like, that's yeah, a, this it, is a thing. You can't throw this in your bag and, like, maybe I will, won't use it. So, what you could throw in your bag, though, is something about the size of this. Yeah. And so, there's, there's a new product that was announced. It was a crowdsourced product. And basically, it's like a phone case, sticks on your phone, so it's about the size of an iPhone. This is an mm -hmm. iPhone 6, so it's about that size. Sticks on the back, and inside is a little drone. And you pull it out, throw it up, and it's called an air selfie. Yep. And it, it goes, you control it with your phone, take some photos, get it back, pop it in the case, and you're on your way. Yep, and it's light enough, right? Small enough for you to fly it. It weighs well under like half a, a pound, so it's yeah. not under any kind of... So anyone can fly it anywhere. It's, it's, it's essentially considered a toy. But it has a it has a some kind of HD camera inside of it, yeah. And you know, people are gonna check if I go into like a nightclub or something, and I'm like, hey, they're gonna be like, yeah, you can't bring that right. in here. People are just gonna see that case, and it's gonna look like they're a phone case with a battery in it, and you can be anywhere and just throw it up, like, hey, I'm in the middle of church, bam, like, yeah. 
drone commuting. And people are using <laughs> and people are using it to take like group selfies. Yeah. So that everybody can be in the picture. You don't have to have a tripod and set that up. It's like you just have like the perfect eye level uh, angle pointing towards your group. You take the selfie, pack it up, and you're done. Yeah. I mean, and, that, and that's that's the goal. And like, so the reason though is that like because you said that there's been a lot of fear. There's when been a lot of fear to this and people having, especially like when it's not in your control and you see a drone, it's flying over your house or whatever. It's like, you know, why are you flying over? You my don't house? know where the, the the range of these big ones is crazy. It can be like over a mile or more. Yeah. So someone can be really far away. You don't know who's on the other end controlling it. Um, but these are big. This is big. The controller is almost just as big. It's this whole thing, a little phone and a small thing like that's. That it's it's almost like if you remember when smartphones started ha or smartphones came out and or even cell phone cameras started getting really good and it was suddenly like well people are gonna be taking pictures in bathrooms and changing yep, rooms and public that. places all the time yeah. and not that that never has happened but that's not really a huge concern that people have anymore when they buy their phone because everyone kind of realized like yeah some weirdos are gonna do weird stuff but right. but you know that's not a reason to limit or hurt the 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 technology and the right. tool that you have. And then, okay, so the first time that you came to Long Beach, actually, to meet up with me, uh, you brought this guy. Not this guy. No, I brought mine, which is a, a different one. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we want to talk about the lighthouse? Yeah. So so th this this is why... So th this is to, to start off our, our conversation about privacy. Yes. And technology. And, th and so we were in Long Beach, came out to visit, and I was like, man, I really want to take some like, cliche drone, like, water shots, and just, I live in the desert, it was really nice to be out on the beach and just have this beautiful scenery, uh -huh. and so we were walking around, it was early in the morning, like, a beautiful day, and I had my stuff, and there was, like, there was no one around except this one guy, and you were live streaming the whole thing on your YouTube channel, so yes, you were using my cell phone going. your phone, yeah. which is, like, why do they even call it a phone anymore? And you're live streaming the whole thing to the entire world who wants to see it. And we're walking around, we're hanging out, we're like skateboarding around. Yeah. And then pull out drone. I was kind of nervous because there was this guy watching us. And he was sort of like, kind of coming close, kind of not. And I was like, this is that 50% thing. He's either going to be like into it or he's going to be, you got to get out of here. You can't yeah. fly that here. And I was trying to figure what out like, what this? do we do? So yeah. pull out the drone, start setting it up. He saw it, he comes over and he's like, what kind is that? And I was telling him about it. And he was like, oh. Um, I fly mine all the time around like these areas over here and I've gotten these really good shots. And yeah, I was like, have you oh, been here? And, like, you fly a drone, that's really cool. And then out of his backpack, he pulls this exact <laughs> model and he's like, I have mine with me right now. Like, I'm going to also fly it and get some shots. And I was like, oh, you were doing the same thing I was where <laughs> you were just scared of what we were going to do and we right. were scared of what you were going to do. But the point was, suddenly we're sitting there and we're like, we're outside on this like beautiful Long Beach morning you're using a pocket computer to broadcast the event to in anybody in the entire world in real time who wanted to participate. Mm -hmm. And two of us are just flying these ultra high definition cameras, getting this beautiful. And we we just looked at each other, and, and we had ridden our electric skateboards there, I and know. like we were just like it was like the most awesome moment ever. <laughs> we were just like this is the time to be alive. Like yeah, it helped us connect with a total stranger. It was helping us connect with the broader audience. It was helping us enjoy our morning. It was yeah. we were outside having fun. It was like this is this is like the beauty of the world. That yeah, we live. and then there, there was people who were like, "Wow, Long Beach is so beautiful." Um, that were in other countries even. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I was showing them how Tom was launching his drone up and everything, and it just was so cool that, well, it was fun hanging out with you, but it was cool that we were also able to connect with people, like, all over. You just have an appreciation for what's possible now that wasn't, that has never been possible before and wasn't even possible a few years ago. Yeah. And it's like, and, and that's where it's like, okay, yeah, um, it kind of feels weird at first when you're like, hey, here's my phone and anyone anywhere could watch this. But yes. you're like, okay, but, like, but... I know, I see, like, this This is what I have trouble with, because people are like, how do I handle live streaming? And I'm like... And you just go. You I just, can't explain it, you just just come on the stream. Nobody is going to reach out of here and be like, I got your wallet. Yeah. Like, like, that's not going to happen. Someone might be like, negative comments. And you're like, oh, right. that's a bummer. And so, so that's kind of, an, I guess that's, that's my way of just giving an example of a technology that has enormous potential for good, mm -hmm. enormous potential for progress, but also elicits an, an enormous response for privacy concerns. Yes. And safety concerns. And yeah. so, and, and people see these things and they're like, I don't want those because they're going to be tracking me. They're going to be like following me around and watching every single thing I every, do. Every every single move I make. And it was like, and... that's like, this might be a bit anecdotal, but like, honestly, if you're in my drone shot, you're probably more in the way than, like, me right. tracking you. It's probably more right. like, I gotta wait for this person to get out of the way, and then I get the shot that I want. Um, when we're talking about actually things that are tracking you and following you around, this kind of isn't super the thing we're Because it's kind of, it, at the end of the day, it's a camera. It's a camera. It's a right? flying camera. That's yeah. what it says so on the like, box. Flying if someone, camera. If someone were, like, if I was taking a picture and someone happens to be standing in the background, I'm not taking a picture, you're in the picture, but you're... Like, you are not the subject of the shot. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's kind of, with the drone shot, it's like, the person can add to the shot, or, it, like you said, be in the way, and you want them to go out of it, because you want that nice, clear aerial footage with no people in it. Um, but it's not, I mean, most people are not using it to track one specific person. No, they are not. Um, but some people do track people. Yes. And they don't have to use drones. They get to use... The internet. The internet. So, shifting gears a little bit here. Yes. How, what, oh, <laughs> how, I don't want to be tracked online, I don't want them to know what I'm doing, it's so scary, what am I going to do? Yeah. Help me. Yeah. Um, okay. So people, people are, well, see, this is funny, because there's so many people, like, we were the first users of Facebook. College students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had us. to have your college email address yes. to sign up. And then... I, I would say that everyone older than us thought it was a fad. Do not take Facebook seriously. Yeah, especially there was a big MySpace Facebook migration. Yeah. And everyone was like, eh. But now, like, you know, grandparents have a Facebook. Yeah, they How have. did they make that leap, do you think? Because I think, to, to me, like, privacy has always been the issue since day one. Like, I don't want... Why would I want to put myself out there? Why do I need to upload a profile picture? Why do I need to tell people where I live? Or, like, what city I'm in? And, you know, why do I need to connect with people... So, well, it's the last part there. It's why do you need to connect? With okay, so go sit in your house and don't. <laughs> like, I mean, think about it. Like, people go completely insane. Like, I was just telling you, I finally, I know I'm three years late to the party, but I saw Interstellar like two days ago for the first time. <laughs> and I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I'm going to go Interstellar. There's a point where they deal with time dilation. They go down to this planet where every hour is seven years on Earth. There's some catastrophes, and they, they end up being down there for what is 23 years. Mm -hmm. The whole time they're waiting, there's the dude that's waiting up in the ship for them, and they come back, and they're like, how long has it been? It's been, you know, two and a half hours, and he's like, it's been 23 years, and I've been alone in the ship for 23 years. 
And, and they kind of glossed over it, and I was like, oh my god, like, how is this guy, like... In complete isolation. How is, like, he must be the most traumatized human being yeah. in the history of human beings to just be alone in isolation in space for 23 years. Because yeah. people can't, people go crazy in isolation, even in, introverts and people who, who don't need tons of, of, of you know, human engagement or whatever, like, right. everybody needs a little bit, and... Oftentimes, and I know this is super true for myself, you find yourself in the world with which you're presented. You're, this is your world, and maybe it's awesome and you connect with everyone around you, but maybe you're a super outsider and you don't connect with everyone around you. And up until recently, you're stuck. That was like stuck. me. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah. Um, okay, so we know that, because we are share sparks, right? We know that every, our, our entire internet behavior on your phone, on your browsers, on your social media platforms that you use, all of your behavior is tracked. Everything, everything that you like, that you comment on, that you search, right. that you tag, anything that you ever click on or tap or whatever, all of that is tracked. Now, so it, is that is that is that weird? Well, so what ends up happening is people go like, I don't, I don't like drones. I want them out of here. I don't want something tracking me. I'm gonna go talk about that on Facebook. <laughs> and you're like, guy. <laughs> if you don't want something tracking you, um, but but here's the thing: like, why on earth would Facebook track everything about you? What right. So I think the the what we want to do is try to explain like why data is tracked and how is that data used? Because I feel like when you have a better understanding of that, then I don't know. I think there's like a sense of maybe comfort that you can build. Yeah, well, a sense of understanding. Yeah. It's just like with drones, where you understand what they are and what, what they represent and what they don't. Right. And so, for a majority of social media platforms and search engines, the, what all of your behavior is tracked, but really what that does is these companies are just um, collecting all of the data so that they can really give it to advertising companies. One. That's one. So that they can better show you targeted ads. So if you do a search for, like, shoes and you open up another browser or you open up Facebook, you're going to see more shoe ads. That's targeted tar targeted advertising. On the other hand, platforms want data on how they can make their platforms better and better optimize their platforms so that you spend more time on there, which is kind of weird because it's like, you know, that's where you can start talking about like social media addiction and they're completely optimized for us to never put our stuff down. But also yeah. like... I, I don't know. I don't. Ha I don't feel like I know. This is so weird coming from me because I'm always on digital media, but I really don't feel like I'm social media addicted. Well, I mean that that's a whole. That's like, a whole. I can seriously like I can turn it off. I really can. That's an issue of balance, which we're going to get into on Thursday. Yes. Show. We're gonna, and we're going to discuss that. We hit on it a little bit last week. We're going to talk about it more on Thursday. Mm -hmm. But it really is is like okay, I, I I'm not super crazy about the idea of like yeah, it's cool for all my info to be used for some corporation to make a ton of profit, but it's also not nefarious or malicious. It's just like, instead of seeing an ad for feminine hygiene products, I'm going to see an ad for an electric skateboard. And that's more relevant to my interests. That's why I appreciate it. Because, like, you know, I know it's, like, shady. You know, like, if I was searching those, like, those heels on whatever site, and then I close it because I was like, you know... I'm on a budget, and then it's just you know, on Facebook, and then like, okay, I'm probably gonna click on it, look at it again, maybe buy it. Like, I don't, I don't mind that. I'd rather see ads that are relevant to me and stuff that I'm interested in versus like, you know, something that I just 
like, what is this? Why am I seeing this? Well, I just have my own internal ad blocker where when you're scrolling through, you see them, like, I just block them out. I don't even see them. I know you can get, ad, you can obviously install like ad blockers on your browsers and stuff, but I don't even see that stuff. And what they're, what they're, what they're tracking isn't, this is Tom Buck and he likes this and this and this and he eats dinner at this time and he does this here. Yeah. What they're tracking is, this is a white male between the ages of 24 and 36 and he's most active uh, between these hours and he's most active between that. So let's and compare him yeah. with other people in the demographic. So if we want to hit this audience here, this is what we need to do. And if we want to sell the ability to reach this audience, um, we're going to, you know, this is how we could we could bundle it or sell it to potential advertisers. Yes, and it's, it's like top three sites that he visits are this, this is what he usually searches, these are his hobbies, you know, this is what he spends time online doing. But it, but it's it's not it's not so much tracking you as an individual as an individual. This is Tom's bank account. This is his yeah. social security. This is his. Like, no, that's not to say that people don't have access to tracking you individually. Yeah. But I don't. But it's it's, it's this whole thing where like yeah, um, people do bad stuff and people They're hack bad. people hack companies and your credit card information gets stolen and you know that kind of, that kind of stuff happens mm -hmm. and that's unfortunate but. Deciding that you're like, I'm against all digital media or social media or whatever because of that is kind of the equivalent of going like, well, I don't want to live in a house because someone could break into it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that sucks. And that's not okay. But like, that's not most people. Right. Like, that, that, is, that is an exception where somebody goes rogue and does something illegal. And when people do those kinds of things, that's massively illegal. And... It's not okay, it's hugely violating, but it's, you know, you still drive in a car even though car accidents are a leading cause of death. Right, and I mean, okay, like, I'll be the first to admit, this is how I feel and this is what I think being a very active user of digital media and a creator of digital media and someone who puts themselves out there and someone who's been an early adopter, like, that. this is my perspective on how I see it. I, I understand where people are coming from in terms of maintaining their privacy and they don't want stuff out there. I know that California, um, there was a bill that did not end up getting voted on um, that had to do with increasing privacy restrictions or restricting uh, companies who wanted to do more targeted ads and like restricting that. That didn't end up going further. Um, so I, I know it is a big concern, but I want to know what you guys think. Like, we want to know what you think. If you're tuning in right now, how do you feel about this? Like, do you, do you know that your internet behavior, your behavior on Facebook which is the platform that you're watching us on? Do you know that that Facebook knows when you are that you are watching the stream? They know what time you, you know, came onto the stream, and they know every single thing that's in your newsfeed that you look at. It even will track like how much time you spend on something, even if you don't tap it or open it. It'll it'll be like, okay, this person saw this for five seconds. I know that because I see it. As an advertiser, <laughs> like and how guess, do you feel about that as a as a barrier to participating or not participating in yeah. social media and or not social media but just digital media in general? Because you're going back to like creating content for something like YouTube, where you're like, okay, I'm going to share my life here. It's one thing to be in a studio where it's it's kind of made to to be shown, but it's another to be in your house where you're like, this is also where I eat my meals, but now the whole world can see it, and you know those kinds of feelings of sharing and why you would want to share and and whatnot um right and like i'll, I'll even tell you because i if on my youtube channel i get some uh some like insights and demographics as to my own audience like it'll tell me 
the average age or where most actually like every country that tunes in where they're from and like what state even in the United States uh, and like what people searched in YouTube to find my channel. And that gives me a better idea of who my audience is so that I can better create uh, vlogs and videos that might resonate with them, that might empower them, that might motivate them. Like that's how I use that data. And you know, an audience member could be like, you're totally tracking me. Well, I'm not tracking you. That data is just being provided to me by YouTube. But to me, I just find it helpful and it empowers me to better connect with my audience. And that, that's how I use it. So, I mean, yeah. So, for example, if this show, if we're looking at, you know, the, the statistics, the analytic, analytics of people who are watching it. And we yes. suddenly realize, wow, for whatever reason, man, a huge chunk of our viewers are on the East Coast. But we're doing the show at 8 p.m. That means they have to watch it at 11 p.m. to midnight. Maybe that's not super convenient to them. Maybe we need to switch our time so that our big viewer base is more, you know, is more accessible. Or yes. if we if we determine the age, you know, like we're not targeting teenagers with this show. But if for some reason it was like, man, all the kids are talking about that <laughs> ShareSpark TV, digital literacy, then like, okay, cool. Like that's let's figure out that audience a little bit. So it's. It's not unlike, you know, you stay at a hotel, they send you a survey, you give your feedback, and then they help, you know, serve you better the next time. And I think in, I think what digital media has brought about also is a new uh, respect, I guess, and admiration for being transparent and transparency and authenticity. And I feel like that's, I want to say that that's how most creators who have access to this kind of data, it's really to to be able to connect with consumers, customers, viewers, followers, subscribers in more meaningful ways. That, that's what I think. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, th there's the two sides of it. There's you as the ad person who's like, I need this information to make a profit. And there's people as the consumer who are just like, I, don't, I just want to see my stuff. I don't want to see the ads everywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Then, then ignore the ads and, and you don't have to... You don't have to... And I think, yeah. You, you can... But but that's getting into personal preference. The point the point is, <laughs> when you hear like, oh my God, Facebook is tracking everything I do. Yes. Yes. Um, one, you know, you there's a, there's a conscious thing you need to be aware of, what you're putting out on social media, what you're not putting out on social media, and what you're sending out digitally, what you're not. But there's also the idea of like, okay, well, what is the real consequence? When I walk into the bank, I'm on their security camera, someone's watching. Right, exactly. But, okay, that's fine. Like, they're probably not doing anything crazy with that footage. It's probably just going to be there. Uh, hopefully never reviewed, because nothing, there's no need to, and then it gets recorded over or erased or something at some point. And that's, that's sort of it. And, and it doesn't really affect me in any way, other than, like, hey, the bank's probably less likely to be robbed. So mm -hmm. this is kind of the same thing. It's like you could participate in the ads, you could not. They're tracking your habits, but, like, they don't know, you know, they don't know your your... PIN number or your bank account info or anything like and that. And see, I think this is this is where the savviness really like differentiates our behavior. I feel like versus other people who not, are not as savvy with digital media because, like, if you, I know they've done studies on this on, on heat maps for for people's eyes and where they land on the page. Like, because if you were to do it for me, like in Gmail, you know, there's ads that kind of fold into your email and my eyes completely glaze over them. Yeah, like, I, don't even know I, it, I don't even notice them at all. But I've I've heard testimonials and heard from other people like, 
oh yeah, I was trying to check my email and I clicked on an ad. And I'm like, it just was so clearly an ad. I don't understand like how you did not see that. And like the same with Facebook. I, I know when it's a sponsored ad. And like I sometimes it's fine. Like I don't mind if it's a, like if it's a BuzzFeed video, that's a sponsored video. But I, I, I mean, still they watch also it, say you know? it's sponsored too on the yeah under. But that's no different than ten or fifteen or more years ago. You get a phone call and it's someone going like, "There's a problem with your credit card. <laughs> we need your bank account information." And then you always hear people going like, "Oh, okay, my number is," and you're yeah. like, "Yeah, I mean, there's always so, so that's that savviness. There's always that, and the, there's always that type of savviness, and always that type, that need for that that thing, and. And, like, Facebook can use its tracking to benefit you, like you said. And you brought up a really good point on our very first show last week, which was um, during the presidential election last year of 2016, everybody sort of, sometimes on purpose, often accidentally created their own echo chambers. Ugh. Where they were living in these bubbles that just reinforced whatever their opinion and their worldview was, and it was hard to understand that there were other ones over here. And a big part of that was, when I log into Facebook, like... I'm seeing the facts that back up my point of view. Of course. And you have a if you have a totally different point of view, you're seeing the facts that back up your point of view. How does what is that? And see, I don't know. That, that, that scares me. I feel like there really should be like not only internet 101. Like you need to know how to. Like I feel like there should be a class before you're allowed to go on the internet. It's the same with Facebook because that is the number one social media platform. Over a billion people on it. People all all over the world. Ages. Industries, backgrounds, whatever. Everyone's on Facebook. Um, but I feel like people don't understand just kind of like the basics of Facebook. If you were to disable your cookies in your browser, Facebook just does not load at all. It just is broken. You can't even... You, there's nothing. There's just nothing. Um, and another thing is that everyone's feeds are completely 100% customized to your behavior on Facebook. So I can guarantee that our, even though, you know, if we're both millennials, we're like the same age, we like all the same things, uh, I'm willing to bet that our uh, bees are different. And speaking of, speaking I mean, of, I'll take you up on that bet, but I do want to point out here. We got some comments? We got some comments from Mike Alvarez. All right. What's uh, up, Mike Alvarez? Who's saying the weirdest part, because this ties into exactly where you're going, the weirdest part is the algorithm of words. I remember when Facebook started tracing over your searches and Facebook did ads towards it, I had ended a relationship and immediately was getting ads for singleness. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wow. Because you changed your status. Um, they've done it for a while and it gets more concerning. I get the purpose. It just feels weird that it's so overly encompassing. And that's that that that's does tie so into exactly crazy. what we're talking about. And, and then he brings up the point of what about big cable companies being able to sell your info, people profiting off your info. And what that comes down to is uh, Facebook is free. Yeah. They are not the product. You are the product of Facebook. It's getting your eyeballs on advertisers, and if you're agreeing to use that platform, you're agreeing to be their product. You get the benefit of all their technology. You get the benefit of connecting and sharing with all your friends and family and whoever, but yeah, you're the product yeah. of Facebook. And that's, But understanding that and understanding how to navigate that and understanding, too, that, like, well, it's not the end of the world. It might change what I share. It might change my habits a little bit, but it's not like... It's not... Close, throw, go live in cabin in woods. Like, <laughs> there, there's a middle ground. And so, so what you were talking about and kind of what Mike was bringing up was, was like, you know, changing your relationship status changes what you see in your feed. You and I are super similar, but, you know, there's a few key di differences. So if we look at our feeds, we're going to see different things. When people yeah. were logging at the election, they were seeing totally different things. So mm -hmm. 
You made a bet a minute ago. Yeah. And I kind of want to take you up on this bet. All right, let's do it. So let's what was your bet? So I was betting that our... Okay, so let's... Obviously, our news feeds are going to be different because... We're our different news, people. Yes, different exactly. Stuff. So let's go into Facebook searches. Okay. okay let's search for something and see what <laughs> populates. Okay, and see if we get the, the, the same thing. Let's do this. Can we do it on Google and Facebook? Yeah. Okay. So let's let's do Google first. Okay, let's do it. Let's hop over to Google and search up something kind of like innocuous and just bland. Um. Uh, <laughs> what? Let's search for Nickelback. Oh my God! Okay. God. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Do you like them? You did, huh? I, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Were, like, you, were you one of those Nickelback haters? No, I liked a lot of bad music, but they were <laughs> not one of them. Like, sorry, I'm sorry. I hope I'm not alienating like half the people watching who are just like, what? Um, it's cool. We can have Nickelback's different Nickelback's watching. But okay. Um, it might be hard to see, like, you know. Where to describe it to you. Two-person thing. Our screens look identical. Yes, we, we have, have the same number of search results. Same number of search results. Same His loaded. I mean, maybe if you turn them here, you could, you might be able to like see it on screen just a little bit. You can at least see some of the basics. Like, turn my brightness down. Um, this is like the screens look exactly the same, and the search results are basically exactly the same. So, is your first search result Nickelback.com? Yes. It's a website that is not Twitter. marked purple. And then Nickelback on Twitter is the search on the bottom of your page. Instagram. At Nickelback? Yep. Yeah. Um, and your suggested searches, Nickelback 2017, Nickelback yep. New Song, Nickelback Why God Why. Um, See, and this is, oh my God, this is so fascinating. So this is this is a identical. There's yes. no difference between what we just got going in Google. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to look up Nickelback on Facebook. <laughs> but we, what happened? What's happening here? I hope that's no, not I don't it. see it. Okay, good. Um, sorry, that was freaking out. My screen is glitching with the feed. Um, let's do a Facebook search. <laughs> Mike is saying you were the guy who threw a rock at the Nickelback show. <laughs> <laughs> that would mean I was at a Nickelback show. False. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, we're hopping, we're hopping on I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Nickelback. What if... What if they're watching? What if Chad from Nickelback is like, I love digital media, look at these guys. And he's like, why? What did I like, do? He's totally not going to come on our show now. I'm sorry. Like, um, let's I, search, I could be more like, literate. Um, let's do something like food. Okay, food related. Let's search up because, like, yeah. let's search up sandwich. Okay. I love sandwiches. They're sandwich. my favorite Which Typing it in the Facebook search bar. Yeah. Here, I can already see our entire... Um, oh yeah, we're different here. Things are totally Okay, so different. places. The first thing that shows up are places. What is your place? So the top of my search results is places. The first place is the sandwich spot in Palm Springs, um, and it's their their eating reviews, their restaurant link, their address, their hours, and okay. which one of my friends ate there. It's a restaurant in Palm Springs. The uh, listing that I get is Earl Sandwich in downtown Disney in Anaheim. So, yeah, so the one... Have you been to Earl's Sandwich? Yeah. And I've been to Sandwich Spot not for a while. And a lot of my friends have been to Earl's Sandwich. Yeah, one of my friends was at Sandwich Spot. There you go. See? There you go. And you have three results under your places, and I only have one. Weird. Yeah, I get the, oh, I get the Sandwich Spot, too. But it's down, hidden. It is. I yeah. don't get I get Sandwich Spot. I get TKB Deli. I get Sandwich Brothers of Wisconsin. Okay, go Why? to the... Why? <laughs> Sorry. Go to the, oh, this is awesome. Go to the Marketplace. 
or your next my next thingy yeah um oh no digital literacy in action here <laughs> marketplace okay so this is things people are selling on facebook what are you being sold i'm being sold a sandwich you're being sold a sandwich nine dollars from mission viejo ian velasquez right now is selling me a sandwich i have one item in my marketplace it's a breakfast sandwich maker being sold for nineteen dollars and twenty nine palms, which is about ninety minutes oh away. Oh my god, from it's here. straight up a sandwich. That looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. I, but by the time you get it, it's not going to be that good. Yeah, the avocados are going to be all brown and stuff. Um, so that's what I get in my in my search results is a sandwich maker being sold in a small town an hour and a half away, and you get a sandwich. Mission Viejo. The next thing is. Uh, a listing from Long Beach, and the next thing is a listing from Compton. I have nothing else. I have just a sandwich maker. That's so funny. And then my next section is videos. My next section is pages. So our pages don't even go. I have a video about how to make a Spanish omelet. I have a video about a fat monk sandwich, which has a whole I don't even have videos, dude. Like, that's not even on here. So the next similar thing we have is pages. Pages. All right, okay. so what's your first page? It is a band called Sandwich. I think they are European. Okay, my first page that pops up is Torrance Bakery. Shout out, Torrance Bakery. You guys are my favorite. I miss your sandwiches. Oh. So you know what that is. I don't know what the oh, sandwich I, band you know, is. I seriously pay the rent. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I used to go there every day for lunch. I've never heard of the band sandwich. And my second result is a clothing brand named Sandwich, which I've never worn or shopped at. I have no connection at all to any of these things. Uh, my second thing is the band. Sandwich? Yeah. The same one as I have? Weird. Um, but are you familiar with them? <laughs> like, okay, let's do posts from friends. Po well, we have different friends. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Do you have you're, groups? You're, you're listed as one of my people. Yeah, I show up complaining about a sandwich because I like sandwiches. <laughs> Peanut butter um, pickles. And then articles? Nope, I have groups. See? It's so And then cool. I have articles. Okay, I have, I have groups after that. What are your articles? Are they My the articles same? are nine sandwiches that Brits don't realize are actually kind of weird. I have that same. I think we have the exact same. Oh, no. We have two articles are the same, and the third one, I have Sandwich Woman Arrested for DUI. I don't know what that even means. And yours okay. is a totally different story. So the point. Sorry, this could go on because it's getting hilarious to me. The point uh, is that Facebook's totally different, Google's the same. Now, why? Because, Let's talk about that. I mean, Google, Google doesn't not track you. Google doesn't not track you. Google is teacher double negative. Yeah, Google, I mean, Google is known for, you know... Collecting a bit of data on their users. Yeah, but why? Okay, so does Facebook. Now, why is it that Google was exactly the same, but Facebook was different? So, think of. Well, I don't like this thing. Let's, let's actually think about this. I have this. an answer for this. You have the answer. I have the answer, but I want to know what you think. Okay, so here's what I think. I think because Google exists as a search engine, so we search for a band, so Google gave us the most relevant things to the search term, and it tried to connect it to our location because it knew where we are, so if there's a show nearby, hey, buy a ticket. Um, but otherwise, here's the information you were looking for. Facebook is tailored to me as an individual. It knows yes. my tastes, it knows my needs, it knows my likes. And it was like, here's restaurants you might like because your friends like it and they're close or you've been there 100%, before. 100%, that is exactly it. But because because <laughs> the, the search results that are populated for Facebook are based on what you like and what your friends like. Now, the, as an individual. Yes. Yes, and as your network. But on Google, it's a search engine, so it's like showing you, oh man, it's considering like Google ads and like people, where people even pay to show in the search results. Let's check this out, the benefit of this. My first result when we searched for sandwiches was the sandwich spot. Yes. Which is 
a restaurant in Palm Springs. It's actually one of the best sites. It's not an ad for Sandwich Spot, but it could be Sandwich Spot if you're watching. Where you at? Um, I will put a big old Sandwich Spot sticker right here. Yeah, I have room. Because uh, Sandwich Spot is, like, it's literally one of the best sandwich restaurants out here, and I totally love it, and I completely forgot it existed right now until I saw their ad. Um, but that's like, and now I'm like, oh god, I need to go there because I love it. Uh -huh. And, like, I want to go there, and yeah, oh, their ad worked on me, but then I get a really good sandwich that I forgot was local. And do you feel like your privacy was invaded? No. No, not at all. I don't feel my privacy was invaded. Like, there's, there's no picture of me sitting on my couch eating the sandwich. <laughs> like, <laughs> then I would feel invaded. But isn't it weird that Facebook populated that search result based on your behavior on Facebook and, like, your friends? See, no, no, I, I don't think that it's weird because why else would you join a social network? <laughs> it's, it's the same thing we talked about last week when my students found out I had a YouTube channel and they were like, they were like, I don't know if like all students should know you have a YouTube channel. And I was like, you guys, I put it on the internet. For it to be shared. <laughs> if I didn't want anyone to see it, I wouldn't have put it on the internet. Right. Like, and, and that's, so, uh, and that's kind of what we're getting into here, So, yes. what, what we're coming at. So, so our, our big thing at the top of the show, our lesson plan for the evening, yes. was have your cake and eat it too. So you're somebody who values your privacy. I 100% value my privacy. I've had the impulse of like, I just want to disconnect from everything. I'm going to go get a freaking burner dumb phone and just like go live on a ranch with a chicken or something and like right. just disconnect from everything. I've um, had those days. You have those days. Uh, that's not probably the most practical, at least for me, um, and probably for a lot of people, you know, <laughs> period. That, 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 that might be like a fantasy. The fantasy there is the result of a lack of understanding and practical usage of these tools and technology. Right, see, and but then I'm, I, I'm just very careful on voicing out on this because I know that <laughs> I do the opposite. Like, I put out everything out there. There's, there's stuff, you know, I share my vulnerabilities. I share things that people would normally be very hesitant and scared of sharing. And, right. But, but what I have seen, okay, and this is just completely speaking from my experience, the more I share about how I feel, you know, my, my fears and my journey, both the ups and the downs, it resonates with people and it empowers me. And I've never had that in any other situation ever. Like, not even at work, not even, like, you know, I, like just not even not in any other normal life situation I, I haven't had the empowerment that I've felt being able to connect with people that I don't know and I know that's weird but there's just I don't know dude how did you and I meet I know that's why that's <laughs> I always say tell that to your kids because this is this 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 is a product of digital literacy yeah like 1,000%. That's how we met. We met because you put a YouTube video out. And I never comment on YouTube videos, but because you didn't put out a video where you're sitting stiff in front of the camera going like, hello, I would like to talk to you about my skateboard. You were like, you were like, here's me in my apartment, like eagerly awaiting the arrival of my skateboard. And I was like, this is, this is, I'm on board with this. Right. Um, and I want that skateboard. And I was like, I never leave comments, but like this person seems very open and accessible. So I'm going to go like, hey, um... Oh, when I saw you talking about digital literacy, that's when I was like, hey, this is really cool that you're talking about this. It's important to me. Like, just want to let you know, you know, and the it's, rest is it's a great thing. 
And then there was a connection there. I wouldn't have done that if you weren't open with sharing your life, because I wouldn't have felt that you're approachable. Just like if someone's at a party and they're like in the corner. Right. And see, that's that's the thing. That's that's knowing how to be. Like, what are the implications of having a presence on digital media and the internet? Yeah, you you do not need to go. Hey guys, I signed up for Twitter, so here's my social security number. Like, yes, exactly. And no. there are things like I don't share everything. Yes, I share. Vulnerable, vulnerable moments and moments where I'm crying and stuff like that. But it's not like I'm sharing, like, my address or my phone number even. You know, it's like if you want to contact me, you got social media. And I put that all out there because that those are the channels that I want people to know about. Uh, and, you know, I'm an editor, so I edit things that are just not appropriate for being on there or I don't want people to see. I mean, I'm still really careful about it, but but also I, I just have felt that the more I've shared, the more not only have I been able to get a better sense of the world and how I can contribute to it, but a better sense of people. Right. And so, so as we kind of get into the wrapping up phase here, yeah. What what is the unique perspective like Anybody could be talking about this stuff. Why does it matter so much to you? And why, do, like, why does it matter so much to us? And why, why should why anyone even this? listen? <laughs> What's the show? To you like, and I, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, to us, we feel. Oh, okay, I'll speak for myself. Okay, I feel that digital media is just is is going to continue to evolve. I mean, now <laughs> there was a world where none of us had this, and now there's not. Like, how that was many ten years ago? Who does not have this? That was only ten years ago. Okay, now we got pocket-sized drones, pocket-sized drones, and and let, that that might be scary. But for me, what I do when I see a new feature or a new update or a new piece of digital technology, I I just I look at it now like how can I use this to better share my story and to connect with people, to help them do something or inspire them to do something positively, positive and productive. That is my goal. Like that's what I see, and. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and, but, but that's the... <laughs> we're talking about how my high school students used to always end their speeches when I taught English, and they'd give these epic speeches about, like, human rights and equality, and they'd be like, this is why humans are equal, and this is what I believe in, and you're just like, oh my god, and they're like, so, yeah. And like that's the worst thing you could have for your. I totally just did it. <laughs> you totally just did it. But oh, but that's, that's the great. same reason because it's so funny. Like the the reason that I started wanting to share my own stuff separately like, before we had met was I have this impulse of like, dear God, one day I'm gonna die, and that's scary. And I want to like, no matter what you're doing, your your social media, your digital, whatever. Time is your most valuable resource. Yes. One thousand percent time is your most valuable resource. And how do you utilize that time effectively and productively and, and in, in, in a valuable way? And that's a different thing for everybody. And for me, what it meant was I love creating, I love creating, period. And I love creating digital media. That's, that's, I mean, I started with analog media as a kid. And then when digital media, as I grew up with it, and like as we grew up with it, it became a huge part of my life. And that, that's what I want to share with other people. And that's the, like, the fingerprint and the imprint that I want to leave when my time does run out. And that will exist for some period of time beyond me and have the ability to, you know, you can go watch Steve Jobs 2005 Stanford commencement speech anytime you want. He's been dead for six years. And you can watch that from 12 years ago and 
and be just as impacted, just as influenced, just as motivated by that message that somebody conveyed who's no longer here to convey any more messages. Right. And that's, you know, and that was streamed online, and that's how I saw it, and that's how it became iconic. And right. That, that's just, you know, a tiny little example, but, but th there's this power. There's and this digital media has allowed you to do that. Yes, digital media has allowed me to literally, like, have a career... Same here. To, to share to share with other people to to exist in a world to find that there's a world in the world where I actually do fit in. Yes. Because I grew up in a physical location where I did not fit in at Same here. all. Same here. And then suddenly I can find that there's other dorks on the world <laughs> that I fit in with. Um, and then this is great. And like and and that I mean that's that's like that right there is this. I, like, that's priceless. I'll, I will let Facebook try to sell me a pair of shoes for, for that. Yeah. Like, happily. I don't, yeah. I, happily. And, like, the thing is, but it, it really, it, you have to understand, like, you have to understand it. You have to you understand, have to understand that. Because yeah. it goes back to a conversation I had with, and I, I may have mentioned this on our first show because it's my favorite example of, like. You didn't. I didn't. No. I did? You did not. Okay. Go. I hope you know, I mean, we're talking about the same thing. But I was having a conversation with my mom a yep. few months ago, who, like, so the fact that I said I have a mom right now on the internet, she might, like, obviously she'll never say this. <laughs> but the fact that I mentioned it, she's going to be like, Jeez. dear God, the Russians are coming. <laughs> like, they know I'm out there. But there was a conversation uh, earlier this year, they had moved into a new house. It's beautiful. I forget why, but they needed new thermostats. And I was like, oh, you know what? You should get, like, one of those smart thermostats. They do a ton of traveling. I was like, you can, you know, you can adjust your stuff while you're gone. You can monitor your rooms. You can, you know, they're just really neat. They're not even that expensive. And she mm -hmm. was like, we don't want to get hacked. And I was like, we're talking about a thermostat. Like, is someone going to go in and, like, up your electric bill? Like, I don't, that was the point where I was like, this is, we've gone beyond the point of illiteracy <laughs> to, to the point of insanity. Like, and but yeah. she just doesn't know, though. But, I mean, that's illiteracy. It's, a, it's, a, it's an ignorance. It's the same thing as when you walk into a, a... I don't know, if you walk into a business and you can't read any of the signs and everything says, you know, oh, this costs $20, and you're like, I can't read this. How much does it cost? And the sales guy says, it's 40 bucks, And you're like, all right. Because you, you, you don't understand, so now you get duped. And that's the same thing. Like, really? You're, you're, like, right, and what I feel like people do is that they, they're just so overwhelmed and so scared of it that they just that's Shut why it out. yeah they Shut they it do out. not sign up for Facebook they don't want you know nothing to do. It's not anything. the answer. Like digital media literacy doesn't mean signing up for Facebook. It doesn't mean starting a YouTube channel. It means understanding all of these insane digital tools like <laughs> all of these things that you get to have and like how to use them. It means. No, I'm not going to have a drone shot in every video I make, but, like, man, sometimes, like, there's just a beautiful landscape, or I need to tell my story in a specific way, and I need to grab this tool to do that. Yes. It means that sometimes, like, man, I live in a place where I can't really connect with people that I need to connect with, so I'm going to go on here, and I'm going to connect with someone far away that, you know, um, understands the points I'm trying to make in a specific way and can offer a different insight. So, Mike just left another comment, oh, or a question, actually, and I, I think it's a good way for us to end... And his question is, is privacy possible in a future world? And as technology continues, is it going to be something we can hold on to? And this is, this is the question that stumps me because of the fact that, like, I don't, uh, I need to think about this. I need to understand, I need to think about, like, what privacy is to me. Because I, I say it all the time, like, I, I, 
put a lot of things that people would consider like that should be private. And I, I'm like, I don't, I put it out there and I've seen only beneficial things happen. It hasn't been used against me. It hasn't, I mean, I still, I get negative comments, but you know, you get criticism and negative comments and haters in real life. Like, it's just that, the like same down thing. the walking out the street. Exactly. So, so to me, it's just like, <laughs> I haven't seen, I've only seen more potential and more opportunity by sharing that. So I feel like, I don't even know how to answer that question. You know, like, I just don't feel like I'm equipped to answer that question. Because well, I think, okay, so we're going into the, I know, I know how to answer that question in Go. a possibly unsatisfying manner. Um, just, Tune in next time. <laughs> not next week, no, it's not. That, it is the million dollar question. But what it is, is it highlights the importance of the literacy component. Because what that means is privacy. So yes. my... There you go. Even between us, your definition of what you want in terms of privacy is different from what I want in terms yes. of privacy. Very different from what my parents want. Very different from what my high school students want in terms of privacy. Or even aware of in terms of privacy. And so what you have to do is you have to be reflective and go like, okay, what are my limits? What are my boundaries? What, for me, which is going, it's just like everyone has their own definition of success. Like everyone has yes. their own definition of privacy and what that means. Yes. And the literacy comes in when you go, okay, this is what I want. How can I use these tools to achieve that? Maybe that's going to limit the way that I use them. Maybe it's going to expand the way that I use them. But that's the ultimate goal. And what it is, is going into the future, this future world where like everything is connected and how do you maintain your privacy? That literacy is literally the light on the torch that you're holding as you're going into the belly of the beast and yes. into the darkness. And that's going to be the thing that like guides you down that path. And people who don't have that are just going to be just sort of... The more digitally literate you are, the more that you can protect your your, your definition of privacy. Because you'll, you'll know like... It's like that was like, I need the air horn. Tweet it. Um, because then you'll know like why, like how you can share certain things and whether you would want to or not. You know, like what the implications of that. But if you if you don't know, then you're just gonna be like privacy nothing, you know. And like I just don't want to be on anything. But that's not that's not the yeah. answer. And then you go sit in your cabin in the woods, and some weird and, and some weirdo shows up with their telephoto lens on a camera, and still like like you can still yeah. But then you're just not participating in. There's there's no way to guarantee. In, in like this is like I I. I uh. The know. benefits far outweigh the cons, but yes. it's the responsible usage and the knowledgeable, literate usage that, that we are kind trying of makes to uh, go. Uh, share spark you guys and try to. And that's the goal, and that, and that's why we did the show today. So I guess to wrap up to explain why we did the show yeah. today was because you mentioned that that the privacy concerns are the number one reason why, why someone won't be share sparked, and what yeah. that means is people might want to create something, they might want to put themselves out there, they might want to explore something, or they don't even go, they don't even. That's not even a might in their head. Or, yeah, they're, they're not even aware so, they can. Yeah, they are so, like, I don't want anything out there at all. And so having the privacy discussion and sort of helping to illuminate it a little bit might either make people feel more comfortable with it or, like, incept the idea into their brain of, like, okay, so maybe I could actually be somebody who creates something. And that's a huge shift when you go from consumer to creator. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's I mean, like... That was, like, the mission of Sharespark, seriously was to, to help people go from digital media consumers to digital media creators. Because I feel like when you're a creator, you under, like, you're digitally literate. You understand, you, you, you just, I don't know, like you contribute to the media that other people are consuming. You're just on the other side of it, but 
I don't know. It's an entirely different point of view. So it that's is. that, and and that's the thing you and I. However, we both ended up in the point in the place. That's the thing that you and I both feel hugely passionate about. And that's why we're doing this. Exactly. That's why we're here. So, all right. To wrap it up, if you guys have like, if you're watching the replay, tell us what you think. Tell us about because I know this privacy is a, privacy is such an important concern and issue and it's valid and I respect it and I want to address it even even though I'm you know people might consider me someone who's very public with my life and my information I I want to understand where someone who is very private is coming from and how to help you become more digitally literate so that you can also benefit from the opportunities and potential of being um, a digital media consumer and creator or digitally literate one um, versus someone who isn't. But I, in order to get there, I need to understand where you guys are. So right. what are your concerns? What do you have questions on? Um, you know, like how can we better serve you and explain how you can understand how to use all of this stuff? Yeah, and, uh, and on Thursday's show, we're going to dive into the idea of balancing your, your yes. digital life and your... Definitely. And, and that idea of balance. Because yes. it doesn't mean being overwhelmed, like, oh my god, I got social media everywhere. Like Yeah, now, yeah, we're not saying that, you know, to be a digital consumer or uh, to be digitally literate, now you have to sign up for every single platform and start a YouTube channel and, and just, like, you know, never put any of this stuff down. It's just understanding how to use the tools to achieve your goals that you want... That your goals that you've actually been able to develop. Yeah. Like describe. Yeah. Right. How, how you feeling? I feel pretty good. I yeah. feel pretty pumped. Yeah, you're pumped. I feel pretty share sparked. <laughs> well, um, it's our third episode. It is. Yeah. Third time's a charm. Third, third know, the first and second time we're also charm yeah. charming, but we're just charming people, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you guys know we're still developing the show, so leave us your comments, leave us your feedback. We want to continue to, we want the show to evolve. We want it to better serve you. If you have any questions, if there's any specific topics that you'd like for us to address, we're kind of just, you know, it helps that I have been trying to do this for a year and a half, and it helps that Tom is a teacher who has a freaking four-year curriculum on this stuff, that we're just, you know, with our powers combined, this is what we're coming up with, but... You know, it, just as we talked about how these companies are getting data, we need feedback from you guys to better to better cater the show. <laughs> we need to our data. We need to track every user. Yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, tell them we have all of their information. <laughs> so, uh, like this video if you found it helpful. Share it with someone who might be interested in ShareSpark TV and becoming more digitally literate. And uh, tune in on Thursday for the next episode. Yeah. Same place, same time. 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And like Tom said, we're going to be talking about uh, balance. Finding the balance. This. Oh. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, this is Share Spark Media. Share your story. Spark your potential. And now, I'm going to take all my technology. You know what I'm going to do with it? What? Go hide I'm going to hold the, the torch of literacy as I go <laughs> into the darkness and of the unknown. And end the stream. <laughs> The darkness. Bye, guys.